Yeah, man. So for like six months, you've been saying, you don't know Miley Cyrus? And I was like, the wrecking ball? And you're like, I don't know. That's not the right. Dude, she's the only person to ever sing a song called Wrecking Ball and then in a music video, ride a wrecking ball naked into a wall. And you didn't, I mean, I'm not the crazy one here. You were the, you were the crazy one. I mean, I just think that's funny. It's your only uh, frame of reference for Miley Cyrus. What do you mean? She's the wrecking ball. I mean, I What's guess. your frame of reference? Uh, Miley Cyrus. She's Miley Cyrus. She's done. Yeah, but if, you're, if, if okay, but if I go, hey, you know Miley Cyrus, and they go the Wrecking Ball, I would be like, yeah, the Wrecking Ball. Yeah, I don't know. I no? just I don't think she's most known for the Wrecking Ball. Get out of here. Name one other thing she's known for. All right, she's known for mostly probably. Party in the USA, bro. Come on. No? You're not familiar, are you? I've I can tell. You've never heard this. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> her, her most downloaded song. Her number one song, dude. <laughs> you never heard this? Are you kidding me? I don't know. Oh, is this where the off dude? You know what that sounds like? Party, Remember party that song? Party in the USA, and- dude. Remember that song Andy sings with the uh, receptionist? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> remember when Saber's coming? I do not remember that actually. With Sabre, yeah. it's gonna be a good day. <laughs> party in the USA, man. I never heard this song before. What, well, I'm- that's just simply mind blowing. But all right. <laughs> I'm gonna. She's the wrecking ball, dude. I'll give it that's- to you. Yeah. All right. I remember her mostly for when she was in her lingerie on stage with the foam finger rubbing it against her uh, genitals, and then she was uh, rubbing it against Robin Thicke's crotch. Isn't that her dad? (laughs) Robin Thicke, remember he's the son of the the dad from Growing Pains, man. Remember? (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like the the Silas Cyrus, Billy, Billy Ray Cyrus, who you Billy played. Uh, you, you played some Cyrus recently, so you two. Yeah, for- that's why I came up in the, two for two for the Cyruses. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Cyruses, come on the podcast. It's a family. I'll take affair. either one. <laughs> Probably rather the father, but that's okay. <laughs> Daughter's got nice tits. So. Miley was on Joe Rogan like a year or so ago, and she had like the raspiest sounding deepest voice ever really yeah she like blew out her vocals or something i mean she she's she's got this like banging body but kind of like a you're not into it huh yeah i'm not really into the face and the tattoos <laughs> and, the, and the hair it's like i don't know like uh, Oh man! Well, she's a hip, independent woman, dude. She likes hey. the dudes and the chicks sometimes if she's feeling it. It's mo- yeah. modern gal, man. Oh yeah. Mm. All right. A billion views. Crazy. <laughs> Pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, she's mm. kind of famous, right? She's maybe the most famous. Uh, one of the most. Would famous. she be though without her dad? Yeah, I mean, I don't think any of these stars of the modern era would be stars if it weren't for their um, 
parents who have connections. Good call. And that's why you yeah. don't have any real talent out there, or any any interesting music or anything coming out because it's all fabricated bullshit. It's written oh, by wow. teams guys, of people. The SAG Union is no different than the Chicago Plumbing Union. SAG you're Union? Not, you're not a good plumber. You're just the son of a plumber. You're not a good actor. You're just the son of an actor. Wow. Well, that's yeah. how it works, man. I really think it's all about the parental connections these days. You're right, man. That's why we ended up where we ended up. Thanks, Dad. Losers. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for Father's Day. See what I can get you, buddy. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, speaking of uh, losers... And then let's say uh, winners and heroes, Mike. You know I love me a good hero story. Uh, There's nothing better. We both love a good hero story. I'm thinking maybe there is no nefarious CIA plot behind this one, like in Colorado. But uh, during the blizzard, apparently, I think uh, you may have crossed paths with this uh, story. uh, This Chicago. No, this was the blizzard out in Buffalo, actually. Oh, the Buffalo Yeah, blizzard. this guy got trapped out in the storm, and uh, he saved some people. It's pretty crazy. The mystery began with a handwritten note, in apology for breaking a window at a Cheektowaga school last Friday. Got stuck at 8 p.m., it reads. Slept in my truck with... It's with these freaking East Coast towns, man. Cheektowaga? I can't... Uh, uh, it's too much for my brain. Two strangers. How do you guys not, not know how die. to handle snow? <laughs> <laughs> you got trapped in a snowstorm in Buffalo, New York. How long have you lived in Buffalo, New York? Your whole life? Have you not seen snow in Buffalo, New York? I mean, how do you guys not know how to fucking get out of the snow in Buffalo, New York? That's like you tell me you live in the middle of the Atlantic on a houseboat and you don't know how to swim. You know what I mean? I don't know. This was a freak storm, dude. I'm telling you, I saw a lot of chemtrails bleeding up to it, dude. So for those, anybody, let me do a little public service announcement. If you live on a houseboat, you're going to need to swim at least (laughs) once, right? Yeah. And if you live in Buffalo, New York, you're going to need to know how to get out of the snow. (laughs) It's a fucking, (laughs) come on. I think this thing was just a freak storm, and it came out of, like, uh, not nowhere, but it came on fast and strong, and people just couldn't react, you know, in time. No, but did you hear about, like, the 50 people that died? Did one of them, this lady was on the news crying. Her mom, <laughs> the snow started coming, and she went to go to the store real quick and never came back. That's How long have you lived in Buffalo? Why would you go to the store <laughs> in the middle of the snowstorm? I know. It's Buffalo, New York. Every year, it drops a foot of snow in four hours. The sob stories, man, they got to bust them out, and it, it's... <laughs> I, I did hear the one. They had that family plastered all over the main... Dude, come on. You went out in the middle of the snowstorm. Why? (laughs) Why? I mean, it's tragic. No doubt it's tragic, but... Oh, it's tragic. It's tragic. It's tragic. But, dude, why did you go out there? This fella apparently went out to save And then the one lady, the one girl, called her dad, and she was in her car for eight hours. At what point do you leave the car? (laughs) Listen, listen. If you're in the middle of fucking... if you're in the middle of Montana, I understand. It's going to be like a 10-mile walk to anywhere, right? Absolutely. You're in Buffalo, New York. I guarantee you there's a house 500 feet away. 
go knock on the door. Uh, right? This fella that the story is about knocked on 10 houses, and they all told him to fuck off. Touche. Okay. Good call. There were seven elderly people <laughs> also stuck and out of... Because let me remind everyone, it's New York. Ah, <laughs> forgot you are I the New to, <laughs> to save everyone. It ends with Merry Christmas, Jay. It was at the height of the deadliest blizzard in Buffalo's history. Police Thursday releasing this surveillance photo of the mystery man. Not because he was in any trouble, but to instead highlight his actions to go above and beyond. Investigators pleading for the public's help in tracking him down. And we did. With whom do I have the pleasure of speaking? Jay with you. Jay says he was out of options. He was frozen. Just survival. You know, you just got to think of others and, you know, I'm not. He went out originally to save his friend who had called him and was stuck. That's why he went out. Uh, myself I was the friend out there. He's an idiot. I'm thinking, <laughs> of Mike and I'm thinking there has to be other people in the area that are, that are stuck. Photos from the school security system show a group sitting in the cafeteria. Police say they got food, but only ate enough to stay alive. I got cereal, water, juice, apples, and I put on the kid, uh, cafeteria table for them to eat. And uh, I ate something quick, and I drank something quick, and out, of, out I went. went to go look for more people, and I walked, and I walked, and I walked till I cried. I couldn't walk anymore. His selfless act now being recognized by the department. The worst of times bringing out the best in this community. Uh, I left the school with people still in it because they were out of power at Christmas Sunday at 8 p.m. So you spent Christmas? Christmas evening. And Christmas Most of day. Christmas Day in, yeah. at the school. Correct. With these strangers? With strangers. What did you guys talk about? Everything. And how thankful we are and, you know, just, um, you know, the different meanings of Christmas now. Anything I took, I left a note on. Um, but I left a note for um, mostly the whole school, you know, telling them I'm sorry. If there's any <laughs> charges that have to be paid or, you know, if, if I have to pay for a window, if I have to pay for some food, then so be it. But, but you're alive. But I'm alive. And so we're, uh, I end up totaling 24 people. Damn. Very humbled. Very humbled. Save 24 people. Damn, that's I, crazy. How were 24 people stuck out there? And how was only one man able to save... You 24 people are so lucky this man exists in the world. In the article I originally read about him, uh, he said that he went to 10 houses and they all turned him away. And he offered them $500 to sleep on the floor. Mm. Is he black? He's white. And they turned him down, huh? <laughs> oh, fuck all you people saying this is a racist country. All New right. York. Uh, so, and then anyways, later in, at the end of the story, he <laughs> so, said... Okay, can, I can I give you something? My opinion totally changed on the story. Because as soon as you <laughs> said he was white, I was no longer surprised the cops didn't charge him. Very surprised the people didn't let him in. When I thought he was black... Not surprised that all the people didn't let him in. I mean, maybe. Very, su I don't very know surprised the cops didn't arrest him. <laughs> I don't know what his ethnicity is. <laughs> Depending on the race of the person depends on who you're surprised at. Here. I have no idea what his ethnicity is. Unfortunately, I didn't take those notes. Seemed like a white dude. Uh, well, if he was a white guy, shame on all you people that didn't let him into your home. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, at the end of the article, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, it's great. He actually said that he um he said he's a religious guy and that he felt uh 
it was a blessing from God that these homes turned him away because he wouldn't have been out there to save all these people. What would you people, what, you 24 people, what were you doing? And what would you have done? Yeah, just like how, sit there and die? That's my point. You people just sat, some people just sat in a car and died. Yeah. And it's like, how do you, how as a person do you not have, I, I don't know, man. It's almost like you don't have a will to live. That's what, that's, I didn't want to say it. Yeah, how do you not have the will to live? That is, uh, that is the, f- my, the fight to survive. I don't know, man. It's supposed to be an inherent animalistic, like. I've been to the point where I'm fucking <laughs> thirsty and starving. And I would, ki- I'd kill you for a bag of Skittles <laughs> and a glass of water. I know for, a f- I know, I know the kind of man I am. And you get me hungry enough, I will kill you for a bag of Skittles. <laughs> That's the kind of man I am. If I'm well fed, you got no problem, but. <laughs> I that's, just, that's, the, that's the honest truth, man. I'm not, you know, I know it's funny, but that's the honest truth. It's like, the will to survive, I can't believe it's that low for some people. That's what really got me about this story, is there were that many people just, well, I guess this is it. Or are there that many people really that incapable? Like, yeah. Dude, when I, if I'm in my car, and I'm freezing to death, I'm probably going to come out of that with 10 patents. Because my mind is fucking thinking of ideas. You know what I mean? That's me at my best. I think also, I mean, if you read into it a little bit, he talks about how he made note of certain locations that he had passed by. And so then he was able to kind of, through the storm, identify which way to go to find the school he passed up earlier. And he knew that, you know, that he saw the light in the distance and he was able to get there. And uh, yeah, it, it just, again, nobody else was like, I see that light too. I'm going to go. Right? I'm, I'm not going to die in this car alone. I'm going to go fight the storm and find some place to, you know, I'm going to seek shelter. Yeah, plus, I'm not even joking. I, I actually, I remember getting made fun of in high school. So it's not even an army thing. This was like the first day I, I had a car. The very first day I had my own car, the, fir- the first thing I did was in the trunk, I put a pair of overalls and a jacket. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because I live in a fucking cold environment. And I get made fun of today, but I always keep a gallon. I have one of those, like, fake Yeti knockoffs. Oh, yeah. And I, and I always, every day I fill it up with a gallon of filtered water. Fresh filtered water. I always have a gallon of fresh filtered water on me. That's going to last me 24 48 hours if I have to, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And it's like, dude, you should always, I don't know, maybe, I, I know it sounds kind of crazy when you just, if you've never thought about it and you see a guy carrying around a gallon of water making sure he's always got that stuff, but it's like, dude, that little bit every day, just that, that minute every day I'd take to fill it up with water. Not only do I have clean drinking water while I'm working, I don't have to rely on the drinking fountain or whatever I'm working, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, in case there's an emergency, man, dude, you never know. I don't know. How do you not have something? Yeah, a little reservoir of some water. That's a good call. And uh, I was—I rec- I always recommend you go, go to Carhartt, buy the extreme coveralls or overalls, mm-hmm. and just keep it in your car, man. That will save. You could live in your car negative forty if you got those overalls and a jacket. You're you're fine. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of people out there doing it. Uh, especially downtown Denver, but uh, yeah, man, 
crazy stuff. I, I just, uh, I'm amazed that people just uh, are ready to just go. They're ready to die. That's it. I'm not even going to try. Like, like you just sat there and went to sleep? Like, I don't... Until this dude knocked on your window and said, come on, I'm going to save you? And I want, like, what really would make me, like... That really should make you look at yourself and say, "What's me? What's different? What's the difference between me and this man that not only not only had the intestinal fortitude to save himself, <laughs> but after he had saved himself, then came out to rescue me?" Yeah, is he a superhuman, or am I, a, <laughs> or am I a pussy? I don't think you people you know, you can call this guy a superhero if you want, but the real answer is you guys are subhuman. Wow, he might be slightly superhuman. But you're definitely subhuman. Right Human on. being baseline. <laughs> Not as far as like a lesser animal. You know. Well, hero, man. We got a hero story to close out or hero. start the year. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I, I dig it. Hero. I God like bless it. Them. Save 20 people. I don't know if they were worth saving, but you saved them. <laughs> like, I would have literally just knocked on the window and been like, you're an idiot and you're fucked. Good luck. <laughs> you know <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you idiot you're the same asshole that does 30 in the fucking freeway so oh man godspeed it is pretty wild that the storm like kind of just swept through and then people i guess just got stuck there and then you know where do our tax dollars go towards when we're supposed to have these like fleets of vehicles freeing up the roads man i'm so glad you brought that up remember we had this discussion the other day about the the driving ban yes the, the driving reason ban. these people got stuck the plows couldn't make it through because there were too many cars stuck wow so they needed the cars to stay off the roads so that they could plow them to keep up with the snowfall if only people would listen to the government what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Dude, we've said it here and we'll say it again. <laughs> when, big, when Big Brother says so stay home, you stay home, damn it. Wear your mask. <laughs> when they say a ban, it's for your safety. <laughs> so unreal, dude. <laughs> and I did look into it. There was a ban on driving. They didn't watch you on the road. But you were able to leave your house. Nobody was stopping you from leaving your house. You just couldn't drive on city streets. So you could walk around all you wanted. I got you. All right. Well, that's, oh, that's funny. It's interesting to me because here they don't even plow the side streets. Nothing. There's nothing that happens. And they're all still, we have snow covered on our street. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, I was on the south side the other day, dude. I can't remember. Dude, I think it snowed. Last time it snowed was 2020, 2021. <laughs> Still haven't plowed it. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck was going on, dude? I don't know what's with that. Out here in Colorado, they have some theory or idea that we're just not going to plow certain roads. Like, hmm. like where the houses are. They only do so, like the main so roads. So if you guys are anything like Chicago, the one thing I learned is you need the mayor of the city to move onto your street. Oh. Then, they will plow, then they'll plow it first <laughs> and just fuck everybody that's paying taxes. Yeah, that's uh, how it works. Because yeah. <laughs> Lightfoot's street was plowed. They had to, well, to be fair to Lori Lightfoot, they had to plow the street so that her staff of private police could park their cars and guard the street. <laughs> Fucking cunt. 
Yeah, that's right. Because when you defund the police, you need to hire your own personal uh, little minions. Oh, no, no, it's CPD. She's using the Chicago police. What's left of it? Half of them are guarding <laughs> her street. Oh, good. She needs it. I am. I it's assume her personal me. fucking security. All the angry taxpayers, man. They're coming after her. <laughs> no, nobody's even With angry. The... That's the worst part. Everybody no. that was angry left. Yeah, I think that's really what happened. You know, I'm telling you, you know that OJ Hotel, the Holiday Inn? Yes. <sighs> I don't even think you can get a room there anymore. Really? It's filled with the immigrants. You mean they're living there? Yeah. Really? Because we're the sanctuary city. That's no one of the places they way. sent the busload. No yeah, dude, way, so that's, dude. One, that's, one of the pl- that's one of the places that is housing the immigrants. So wow. right now, you know... Where we used to have just like a homeless drug addict that you were used to. Yes. Now you literally have this Middle Eastern man, his wife, and their two kids. And you're like, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> they came from the southern border. Wow. Yes. Because the Abbott two, is bussing them all over the country. They're bussing them here. And when the, I think, you know what I think? So you know how this Title 42 thing stayed? Yes. Do you know Why? <laughs> because the one thing they did with the busing was they made it undeniable that it wasn't Mexicans coming in. It wasn't Hispanics from South and Central America. Dude, you're getting Muslims. You're getting fucking Africans. You're getting Sri Lankans. You're getting Asians. These, pe- these busloads of immigrants from the southern border come, and it looks like a fucking UN meeting. You know? <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's really like, wild. I didn't really catch on to that. And they always show very specific clips when they talk about it on the news. Of like a family of Hispanics exactly. coming in. Cubans. They no, love talking about Cubans. Cubans. You know, you'll get the Hondurans, the, yes. you know, the Ecuadorians, exactly. El Salvadorians, oh, yeah. and the fucking... <laughs> no, dude. Haitians, Sri Lankans, Moroccans, wow. the fucking... Uh, not Moroccans. I don't know. Apparently, there's this big thing with Morocco. I don't know if you heard about this. I'm not familiar with... I'm not up to date with my Moroccan news. <laughs> Forgive me. So, um, so, you know Morocco, it's like, uh, it's like the northern... It's northern Africa? Yes. So, Morocco has like this huge uh, Mediterranean coastline. Morocco has Casablanca, doesn't it? That's something only a f- would know, so I don't know. But, uh, I just... <laughs> you're calling me out on my French knowledge here. <laughs> God, you're killing me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I do know it has a large coastline on the Mediterranean. <laughs> I don't know about none of your French shit. Uh, don't they I have do the know. Marrakesh Express? Uh, so they got this huge coastline, right? <laughs> yeah. On this coastline, there's like two little pimples. All right. Right? Yeah. And these two little land areas are technically still Spain. Wow. They're really? Like, wow. They're like, they're like Spain's Guantanamo Bay. No way. 
Like, you know how we have Guantanamo Bay in Cuba, but, like, you can't even touch foot on Cuba? Are you saying this is where they torture their pr- their prisoners? And Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of torture. Yeah, yeah. A lot okay. Of, a lot I of didn't... butt-fucking Middle Eastern prisoners, <laughs> oh, wow. I'm sure. And, I didn't think uh, we, uh, I thought we were the only country with that kind of action going on. Oh, no, that's worldwide, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's, like, these two, like, these two little blips, but they're not, like, military bases, though. But they're kind of like Guantanamo Bay, where it's, like, it's technically Spanish soil. All right. And around these two little areas are like these giant fences, dude. It's like a dead man zone. Like they'll kill you. There's like things, everything. And anyways, there's this big thing in Africa where all you got to do is make it to Morocco, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you could get to this border, you know, it's kind of like the Berlin Wall almost. It's you know? kind of World War II ish. A lot I'll of people the, yeah. were doing the same thing in the same area. I feel it. They've equated it to like the Berlin Wall. And it's like, you get over this wall. As soon as, you, like, they could like capture you on the fence, you're fucked. You got to go back. You know, you got to, it doesn't matter. But the minute you touch foot on Spanish soil, that's it. You're claiming, a, you're in Europe. You're claiming asylum. Wow. And now you could go. Now you can go anywhere in Europe, and you can go to Mexico. Oh, nice! And then and then come to America. Of course, wow! And that's where a lot of these Africans are coming. That's from. That's why we're getting a lot of Africans. That's wild stuff, man. You know what's crazy is uh, they say if they catch you, mm-hmm. they literally they drive you for days, and then they drop you in the middle of the Saharan desert. Wow, that's fucking brutal, man. Yeah, and I heard about this from a guy. I think it was on Democracy Now. I was talking about. Yeah, it was Democracy Now. He was telling his story, and he had to take the trip three times. Wow, and the only thing you see out there is a fence with AOC crying in front of it. That's all you get. <laughs> oh no, no, no! It took him. It's. He said it takes. It takes about eighty to ninety days of walking before you get back to the border. Wow. Yeah, so you're like in this like just dead zone. I see a business opportunity to open up a lemonade stand. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Where are the local kids at? <laughs> see, right there is why Americans <laughs> succeeds and you Africans will never make it out, man. Where you see a desert, Frank sees a lemonade stand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Capitalism at its best. Man. <laughs> no one thought to put a little water depot over there. You know, <laughs> I'll barter you for some shoes. All right, get the shoes. All right, thanks, buddy. <laughs> oh, the map is going to cost extra, pal. Sorry. <laughs> you can do sandal retreading. Cut the rubber out the bottom. Put some new treads on. <laughs> Where's Nike at? They got a total, like, uh, <laughs> open up a little shop here. <laughs> so you opened it for the food, the water, and the retread. Nice, or a deluxe package. <laughs> you didn't get the lemon, though, so I see you're, you're willing to risk the scurvy. <laughs> I can tell what country he's from. Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> 90 miles nobody's opened up a shop or anything come on there's opportunity here <laughs> not Something. even like a folding table with some dixie cups i was you know, thinking like, like a, 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 
falafel stand? Something, man. Come on. <laughs> Give me a falafel. <laughs> to, to be fair, no wonder these Kenyans are killing the marathons. 26 miles is nothing. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. They just stretch for two minutes and go over for a run. You want so, me to run 26 miles with water breaks? <laughs> Holy shit. Somebody pinch me. I think I'm in heaven. What's going on here? And you're going to give me the water for free. You're not going to take one of my wives? Jesus Christ. What's going on here? Oh, man. That's pretty crazy stuff. I didn't know they were um, <clears throat> sneaking over the... It's like a huge wall then, I'm assuming. Like a massive border wall that they're jumping Dude, over. Dude, apparently it's like, a f- it's like a razor... It's a fence like with razor wire on oh, both wow. sides and on top. And then there's like this ditch. And then it's like a 14-foot like... It's like a 14-foot ditch. So you got to climb up 14 feet of like soil that they say is like crumbling under your hands and everything. So the way the guy, the, dude, the guy literally, he said it. Uh, so the reason it was on Democracy Now! was because it was to pretty much explain why border walls don't work. Um, and to be honest with you, this one they kind of did get me on because I, it, 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 it does show the complexity and the nuance of a border situation. Right. Because uh, one of the things the guy talked about was and it's 100% true, you can see it in this Moroccan-Spanish uh, territory, is mm-hmm. that no women and no children make it. So you got, you, you, what you did was you, you kept adding walls and fences and ditches and barriers. And now it's like this four-level system. Each level gets harder and harder. And what happens is as you made it harder and harder, now the way the guy described it is you've made it to the point where the only people that make it across are the young men who are physically fit and mentally capable of doing anything to make it across. Wow. And so now you did stop the masses from coming into your country, but now the only ones that are coming in are the worst of the worst. Because what happens is this group of men, he said, you form at the wall. Eventually you wait until you have a big enough group. And then you all storm the fences. And what happens is you get into the ditch. And those who make it into the ditch, it pretty much becomes a fight to the death. Where the only way to get back up is pretty much by climbing over everybody else. And knowing you're going to leave the people you climbed over behind. Wow. Right? So (laughs) you're in this ditch literally fighting over whether you're going to be a climber or just a tool for these climbers to get over. Wow. And it just becomes like, dude, think about it. It's the fight for survival. It's the f- so the way he said it is like, it took him four times, you know, and then what happened when he came to America, they don't want to go into that detail, is like he ended up joining a gang. And so, because these are the, you're getting young, fit men who are not only young and very fit and athletic, but they're, they're the kind of men who would step over other men, you know, you, you know. They had to do some <clears throat> kind of wicked things to get to where they are. Yeah. Right. Warner Von Braun hung three Jews a day until he invented NASA. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. They didn't invent NASA, but until he started running NASA. So it's yes. like, you got you know, you to kill a couple Jews before you become uh, the head of NASA. Oh, man. All right. I didn't see that twist there at the end from the uh, Well, I'm just saying it's not the best. <laughs> of, you know, they're not sending their best, Frank. They're not sending their best. Okay, good call. I thought for a second maybe they were like the most 
athletic or something, but maybe that's not a good thing. Oh, it's great if you're trying to start a gang. Yeah, you're getting these... Um, it's probably it's why we have the best gangs in the world. Nobody right. can compete with the American gang. All right, well, that's something we can hang our hat on over here. Nice. Good stuff. We're number one, baby. You heard that can I tell first. you uh, something interesting that happens speaking of gangs? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. So uh, at one, of the, <clears throat> one of our plumbers went to a school in the black neighborhood, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's known for the gangs. And like in the specific school is like in this area that's kind of it's kind of split between two gangs, mm-hmm. two two fractions of the same gang. So it's like it's just a, it's a super hotbed, and the, like no cops ever go in there. There's tons of shootings, and that's why if you're like somebody working there, they're gonna break into your van. You know? Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> One of the guys <laughs> they tried to break into his van. All right. It was all damaged and everything. Anyways, uh, we were talking about it, and what kind of blew my mind the most was there is this just overall, cons- it's just, it's agreed upon, it was agreed upon amongst everybody in the group. I'm talking, there's like six plumbers talking about this, right? All right. It just, everybody just unanimously agreed without even discussion or argument that like, yeah, the difference, be- the big difference between the black and the Latino neighborhoods you can go into the most gang, just the worst gang area, Latino area, right? Mm-hmm. And man, you don't even want to stop at the gas station because you're afraid somebody might rob you. <laughs> wow. Right? Right? All right. Yeah. But you could park, you could leave your van in the parking lot of that school unlocked. You could leave the doors open. Nobody will touch anything. All right. And the engineers, the engineers who run the schools, the building, they'll tell you they never fuck with the school. Interesting. All right. They never fuck with the people that are going to the school or working at the school. They don't fuck with their cars. They don't fuck with anything. It's kind of like off limits. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting, right? And so this guy got robbed. <laughs> well, my point is, is like, <laughs> There's certain areas where, like, even the drug addicts, because the Latino neighborhoods, it's just, they have the drug addict. They have the crackhead, right? Sure. But even the crackhead doesn't touch the school. Uh, you're saying uh, there's some dignified respect amongst all the criminals and drug addicts in the south side of Chicago where they uh, stay, no, but that's the know, pr- avoid well, the Well, that's schools? the problem is in the... Uh, And I and so in, I always try to specify this in Chicago. It's a black and white thing, mm-hmm. but I think you know because I'm sure, I've been to poor white neighborhoods, not in Chicago, like in Indiana and stuff, and they have the same problems with the poor black neighborhoods, right? Right. But when you go to Latino neighborhoods, it's a lot of immigrants, right? Oh yeah. And I gotta respect the fact that you guys have maintained a level of decency. That even though you're drug dealers, you're prostitutions, you got the crackhead, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> even amongst all of that, you have a zone that is off limits, and everybody respects it and knows it. Yeah, it's a good call. Also, I think they levy heavy fines against people who mess in school areas. No, they don't. Oh, okay. Well, I'm mistaken. It's a, it's, it's, <laughs> you know what the cops told? The, the cops will tell you they can't, they'll never find the guy. All right. Wow. Even if you have him on camera, nobody will turn him in. That's pretty wild. 
Um, and I, I got to respect. I think that, no, but I think it's more instead of like I know it's like kind of like a black Latino thing, but it's more of like an American immigrant thing. I don't know. Well, maybe, the, maybe the American gangs don't give a fuck and they will just ruin the neighborhood. Whereas like these immigrants come in and they're like, no, no, it's, it's the kids are going to be out of this. You know, they're staying out of it. Yeah, man. And when it comes to murders and students, it's usually uh, it's usually a white guy. <laughs> Who works at the school? No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or his mom. Uh, dude, did you follow up on the Idaho murder stuff? No. Oh uh, well, uh, you know, I didn't know Idaho had murderers. Oh, the college, dude. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they caught the guy, huh? I wasn't big on this story for a long time. Emma was obsessed with it, always telling me all these weird uh, conspiracy theories out there that he was like a serial killer and he was on the loose. People thought he was in Colorado for a second. Dude, I thought it was like an ex-boyfriend or something for sure. Well, they got the guy and uh, he's kind of a creepy dude. So let's, let's take a listen here. All right, Wait. good morning. So 48 days after those gruesome murders, authorities making an arrest. Authorities also saying, though, that in many ways, this is just the beginning, but still this news allowing the community to take a sigh of relief. This morning, authorities putting a face to the right there. Absolutely. That's how you know four white people died. Yes. Four black people died in Chicago 48 days ago. Guarantee they haven't found anybody. No suspects. Nobody cares. I was literally thinking about how there's like 58 people dead on like Labor Day weekend. You know, every year in Chicago. Nobody cares. No suspects. No suspect. It's all drive-bys. and It's literally like a 50-50 shot whether they'll catch the guy eventually. It's almost always gang-related, right? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's, I mean, that's why I thought you would find this very funny. Four white people, four white kids died 48 days later. Like, they count the days. They know everything. It's so funny. Oh, it's so emotional. And, dude, you're nailing it, too, like. <clears throat> this gripped the country, dude. Everyone was following the story. Dude, the other days, two kids were murdered and two were wounded at a Chicago school. Go ahead. <laughs> was, right, was, wait, was middle school. right, wait, good morning. So 48 <laughs> days after those gruesome murders, authorities making an arrest. <laughs> authorities also saying, though, that in many ways, this is just the beginning. But still, this just, news... Just the beginning. Oh, yeah, we're going to keep talking about it. Relief. This morning, authorities putting a face to the fear, arresting Brian Koberger <laughs> in connection with the heinous stabbing death. Stop right there. Four- <laughs> That's the difference. This murderer's name was Brian Koberger. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jamal Washington. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. The face, the face of, uh, to the fear, dude. Come on. Brian Koberger? <laughs> Where's Kanye? Where's Kanye? This is so suspicious. <laughs> oh, this has ketchup on the wall all over it, dude. <laughs> Detectives arrested 28-year-old Brian Christopher Kohlberger. Kohlberger charged in Idaho with four <laughs> counts of first-degree murder in addition to felony burglary. The How did you guys get that name? You must have had like an ancestor that made shitty scene, burgers. Pursuing his PhD in criminology. <laughs> yeah. He, he you going to go to gyms? Huh? Mr. Kohlberger over there? Uh, <laughs> Every time he gives me a burger, it's cold. I want one made today, asshole. Fucking Kohlberger. 
don't even know why I keep giving this guy a chance. Every time, it's fucking Mr. Kohlberger over here. Jesus Christ. Warm it up. Put it uh, Mr. Kohlberger over there? Never heard of a heat lamp. Jesus fucking Christ. At Washington State University. We have someone in custody that gives us uh, um, even more of a laser focus. You know, you know what happened? You know what happened? They were having the FBI meeting during lunch. They had to eat, you know, during the meeting. And the guy was like, we need a name. We really need a name. And another guy in the corner muttered, man, they give me another fucking cold burger. Cold burger. I love it. This is going to be a cold burger. <laughs> it's got FBI written all over it. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man, this is a psyop. You can just tell by the name. It's incredible. Burger, I can tell because I spent 10 minutes talking about Cold Burger. Dude. How crazy is that? <laughs> they Your name said, is Cold Burger? We're 30 seconds into this thing. They've said Cold Burger now like 15 times. Like, <laughs> stop saying yeah. Cold Burger. It's like they're obsessed with it. How Sir, do I, don't know gonna, I don't know if they're going to buy this story. Uh, they won't get past Cold Burger. It's going to blow their mind. <laughs> I told you, Steve, marketing genius. That's why we hired him. <laughs> oh, man. Cold uh, burger. Where does he come up with this? <laughs> Pretty soon we're going to hear, uh, hear from uh, Detective uh, hot, uh, hot Tamale. He's, gonna be <laughs> He's the Hispanic. Hot to top. Hot Tanaka. completed his master's at DeSales University in Pennsylvania. Ryan Koberger. Back in May, someone using the same name posted on Reddit looking to recruit volunteers for a research project aimed at understanding how emotions and psychological traits influence decision-making when committing a crime. Please ask the public, anyone who knows about this individual, to come forward. Law enforcement sources telling ABC News they use DNA technology and other tools to identify the suspect, tracking him. 2,500 But it was the cold burger pieces that led him right to We have Mr. seized a 2015 white Hyundai Elantra and have secured a search warrant for it and that has been executed. The small community in Moscow terrified for weeks. Whoa, Moscow? Unit. Yeah, it's, in, it's a town, Moscow, Idaho, dude. You guys needed a sister city and you picked Moscow? And this is Idaho. Isn't this the uh, famed home of... Potatoes. We went with cold burger on this one. Mm. No fries. Nothing like that. Isn't that where they invaded in Red Dawn? <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> Moscow. Madison yeah. Mogan, Zana Kernodle, <laughs> and her boyfriend, Ethan Chapin, were found stabbed to death in an off-campus home. Kaylee's father now with some hope. I can't we take anything serious about the this fucking story. Justice. I You're in Moscow, Idaho, this and this guy's name is Coldberger? Dude, this is CIA all over. I dude. don't even think this really happened. Was he, wear, was he wearing khaki pants when he committed this murder? Because I'm not sure this really happened. See, this isn't this incredible? I, the fact that uh, there were all these conspiracies out there, but Emma was telling me they were all over TikTok and all this shit, and I was like, you know, I'm not really hearing much about this case. Yeah. And the problem is we can't even talk about it because Alex Jones is gone. Oh, right. Yeah, we're not allowed to say that these people that this is uh, fake, right? We have to say it's real. Otherwise, uh, allegedly, we will lose a billion dollars. Uh, so, <clears throat> allegedly, <laughs> I don't want to lose my first billion. I haven't even made it yet. <laughs> it's down the drain. Uh, 15 seconds. You know how many toilets I have to unclog for a billion dollars? <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
it's just such a weird story that all the TikTok following people were really into, and then all of a sudden they got the dude, and he was posting on Reddit, and I don't know if you caught- The murderer? Yes, he was doing all this stuff on social media, and I don't know if you caught the Sunday morning shows today, but they were- a lot of the guests and a lot of the focus seemed to be on, um, you know, curbing the content and misinformation on social media. So I think this next year, as we ha- you know go forward, the big focus is going to be, uh, you know, people doing things that they uh, that we should be censoring or stopping or using as red flags in order to arrest people through mm-hmm. social media. And I think they're going to tie in that's, all this weirdo shit. That's really shit. scary. It really seems scary. like that's where they're going with this. Yeah. That seems to be the narrative of this guy. <clears throat> Amy Klobuchar was on this week or one of the shows this morning, and she was up in arms about social media stuff. Everyone's talking about social media, especially with Elon now allowing all the hate speech, right? So it's kind of uh, – they're gearing up for a fight against, I think, censor, or, you know, a fight for censorship. Dude, I got to say it because – I know Dad loves when I talk about him right after I talk to him. Oh, yeah. Funniest thing is he said, and it's the opinion I keep hearing of the people on the left. You know? Because I forgot who I brought up. I brought up Kanye, right? <laughs> my oh, no, favorite I forgot topic. who brought up Kanye. But my point about Kanye was that, like, he proved that you could be a genius, but it's, a, it's, it's in one lane. You know? Genius as in rap. Like, you're a genius at rap, genius, but that doesn't yeah. mean I'm going to go to you for financial advice or mm. whether or not the Holocaust happened. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, this is very I'm true. I'm going to leave history up to somebody else. Sure. You know? Definitely, I'm not sourcing Kanye on my history. If I want to rap with the word orange, I'm going to Kanye. <laughs> you know? If I got questions about the Sphinx, the Sphinx, uh, I might go to Graham Hancock on that one. You know? <laughs> You all have a lane that you're a genius in. Right? Oh, yeah. And the dad right away goes, yeah, oh, just like Elon Musk. Oh, send your rocket, build your cars. What are you doing with the social media? Wow. Dude, that's how he made the fortune in order to buy the cars and the rocket. Yeah, he was, start- pro- <laughs> was programming. Didn't he start with PayPal? PayPal. <laughs> Like, you guys never heard of that it? Was, that was his genius! <laughs> <laughs> his whole genius is around the internet and interactions on the internet and transactions. And <laughs> wow. He's kind of, like, more in his lane now than ever before. I, no, I have to tell you this. I have to tell you this. That is more... Twitter is more of his lane than boring a tunnel under Los Angeles. Absolutely. Like... Buying Twitter and boring a tunnel under Los Angeles. One of them is more closely related to starting PayPal. You have a guy who... (laughs) (laughs) I'm so blown away by people's reaction to this guy. He started all this shit, too. He was deep Hey, listen, the guy who made billions of dollars off of programming computers. Yeah. Stay out of the programming media (laughs) world. Uh, go back to launching rockets and fucking building tunnels. Stay in your lane with the satellites. That's like <laughs> really kind of crazy. <laughs> He's launching more satellites than anybody in the world. <laughs> it took us. It took us eight months to get that fucking rocket to the moon. <laughs> it, took, 
it took NASA it took NASA a year to launch one rocket. In that time, he launched thirty satellites. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that are in geosynchronous orbit. <laughs> yeah, he's giving internet to uh, people in the desert and in the Ukraine uh, battle yeah, force. No, he can field, position right? them anywhere over the world, and it stays there, and he provides internet. That is fucking insane. That is really crazy technology. Man. Elon's a, he's yeah. a funky character, man. He works for the Department of Defense. Oh, he's absolutely part of the... Dude, he's you a know? government shill, absolutely. He's for sure. It, what okay. actually kind of gets me with Elon is the like love affair with him on the right. But the hate on the left, too. That's a, it, it's like, actually... You guys are forces. both being fucking programmed and manipulated, Yes, dude. that's my whole point. I'm like, I feel like you're both being played here. I, 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 don't get, I don't think people understand. Like, if you're really an unbiased opinion, right? If you really take an objective view of Elon Musk, right? Oh, yeah. It's hilarious what he's doing to the left, all right? Mm -hmm. And you can't believe the followers on the right. Yeah. Right? So it's like, dude, but both sides will argue with, with you till they're blue in the face that, like, no, he's either the worst thing that ever happened or the best thing that ever happened. You're like, nah, dude. No, he's neither. He's just there for you to... They want... They would rather you argue about him. They want you to talk about Elon Musk taking over Twitter. They do not want to, you to talk about the fact that they admitted the CIA killed Kennedy. And what That's does right. that mean? What does that mean for the COVID? Right? What does it mean for 9-11? What does it mean for 9-11? What does it mean for this entire takeover of our liberties and our freedom? How about, let's even say, every war since Vietnam? Going on here seems like the cia since its inception after world war ii has kind of had their dirty hands in every major world event and quite frankly it seems like they you guys just admitted that they were part of a coup d'etat i mean at this dude, nobody was in the same time and like in like within a couple month period dude the gretchen whitmore the the, the kidnapping of a governor today was orchestrated by a, a group of 17 men. 11 of them were part of the FBI. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. And they admitted the CIA killed Kennedy. Yeah. Like, at this point, what is real? Like, what was, you know? And the documents that you wanted sealed for 75 years, which are now public, have Proved revealed... Proved the vaccine was killing... <laughs> yeah. and they knew the rate of the adverse reaction. Yeah. They knew it. Dude, they lied to the European Union. They said they didn't even test it. No, you did test it. Apparently you did test it. But you knew the adverse reactions, so you just deleted the information. And claimed you didn't test it. It's amazing and that... And claimed you didn't <laughs> test it. The, the fact that you didn't test it was a lie. That was an unbelievable revelation, and that turned out to be a lie to cover up the true revelation. <laughs> that all the problems people are experiencing from the vaccines you knew about you knew it was gonna happen you guys did the same thing you did with the opium shit the opioids 
was this maybe then a definite eugenics program, man? Come on. No, I to be honest with you, I know you keep thinking it was eugenics. I don't think they wanted to kill anybody. I don't think they wanted to hurt anybody. You know what this was? The vaccine was the fucking pharmaceutical co- companies. It was them making enough money to pay off the opioid lawsuits. Yes. That's all it was. It yeah. has to be. No, it's a good call, and it did pay off those lawsuits. It was the largest lawsuit ever in the history of the, the world. world. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, several billion. I can't remember what it was. Um, exactly. It was almost as big as fucking Fauci's retirement fucking package. <laughs> That's right, dude. Fucking goddamn. And he's uh, awfully quiet. The only thing they didn't include was my fucking uh, country club. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. He's going to be under a you know, little uh, magnifying uh, glass there, I feel like, pretty soon here. It's going to be nice. It's going to be fun. We're going to have like some good yeah. Fauci coming up in, the, in this new year. Though, I really think they're, so really they're going to use Hunter Biden as the uh, distraction. Like, okay. I think the right will go after Hunter Biden because they, they don't want to really go after like, the Fauci thing and everything. Too many politicians went hard on the vaccine. Too many politicians agreed to the mandates. Yeah, absolutely. That's the problem. <laughs> Dude, what kills me is how much Mitch McConnell is kissing ass with the left right now. Why is this? <laughs> I haven't really been paying attention to Mitch. What's that turtle yeah. up to? You know how you always said they're going to use... Uh, so you, you, I got to give you credit. You always said that they're going to use the adverse reactions of COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. They're going to use the vaccine against Trump. It's his. It has his name on it. It's Warp Speed. And that's why Mitch McConnell is fucking... He's with the left right now. I forgot who it was, but Mitch McConnell... I actually don't think they're going to do too much with Hunter as far as, like, prosecution and everything. Mm -hmm. Mitch McConnell has a nephew or somebody. I forgot who it was. That was working at Burisma with Hunter Biden. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And there's this like, <laughs> dude, the head of Burisma is on tape saying he needs Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi. And Nancy Pelosi's son was taking checks from Burisma. That's correct. Absolutely. So, dude. Yeah. They're all in together. Yeah. And uh, you believe that they are allegedly conspiring to what let's say take trump out right make sure he can't run again seems kind of be the seems to be the they deal don't want him to run again because you can't keep doing what you're doing who uh trump or the politicians so i think well, the biggest thing that pissed off the politician and I, I think the biggest thing that pissed off dc was trump became president and he's the way you look at it like if you're mitch mcconnell and nancy pelosi Donald Trump stole your Middle Eastern money. They stole your Saudi Arabia money. You have your Ukraine deal that's still going on and everything. But Donald Trump went into the Middle East and his son-in-law made all these deals. You know, the peace in the Middle East was bought. And, you know, absolutely, Nancy and Mitch didn't get their cut. Wow. So that's why they, you got to get rid of him, man. He didn't, he didn't grease the wheel. Good call, and that you know? really kind of blows my mind a little bit here. That just makes everything so like nasty and like evil. 
right? All these moves that they're making, these like proxy wars, everything just seems just. I'm telling you, as I get closer and closer to the mach- the political machine of Chicago, it's the nastiest. Politics is the nastiest game in the world. It, they don't care about human life. Yeah, I could see that. I get that vibe from the people at the top, especially the world economic folk, and many of our leaders think, like, are part of that. Like For Nancy Pelosi, money in your life, not her family's life, but human, like Americans and everybody else, like you're, 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 you're kind of worthless, right? Like you're not even, like your well-being and your health and everything isn't even worth saving the planet. <laughs> And what she really means by saving the planet is passing a bill that's going to have her name on it. Oh, yeah. That's saving right. her legacy. That's right. You know? Absolutely, man. That's what she's all so, about. That's why she did her kick-ass documentary on January 6th. I still haven't watched it. I gotta watch it. Oh, it's terrible. You shouldn't. It's, uh, it's brainwashing gobbly uh, gook, and uh, <laughs> it's terrible stuff. <laughs> Dude, uh, did you see that thing on the Chicago stockyard? You know, I didn't catch the Chicago star. Yeah. Uh, uh, was it? I thought you, 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 uh, you made me happy. Oh, no, I saw, it was in my notes. <clears throat> I saw it on there. Yeah, and then I just had a, uh, just a wild. We're, we're going to talk about it later, but I'll, I'll give a little. You, you, for those that for those that don't know, the reason you go to the the shopping mart, the, the reason you go to the supermarket, oh, yeah. and you see a package of Oscar we- Meyer Wiener bacon, <laughs> oh, yeah. the reason you see a package of bacon and a package of filet mignon, and you never actually see a cow, mm-hmm. is because of Chicago and the unions, and them just <laughs> completely changing the way we see food and ruining. Ruining the world. Uh, you're saying that they've ruined the world with the food that they produce? Like the stockyards are producing? So do you know why they started shipping packets of bacon to the whole country instead of cows to butcher shops like they used to? No. Well, because the train companies, the railroad companies, were charging by the pound. All right. And so to send a whole cow to a butcher was a lot of money. Instead, I could send bacon for this price. I could send the filet milan for this price. And then, you know that shit that the butcher doesn't even want? Well, instead of paying to ship it to the butcher in New York, I could chop up that cow in Chicago, and I could use the shit that nobody wants, and I could make glue and oh, leather yeah. oh. and all these byproducts, and I could ship that out. And so now, not only am I shipping the... So now I can charge the same price for bacon, mm-hmm. and I'm sending it to the butcher for a cheaper price than sending him the whole cow, right? Yeah. Or not to the butcher, I'm sorry. Now I can send bacon to the store for a cheaper price than the butcher. That's right. Now the, now the store can make money, I can make money, and, we're, and you could save money compared to the butcher. All right, right. yeah. And I'm doing all that because I'm subsidizing the price of that bacon by selling the shit that nobody wants from the cow. The bones, the blood, everything like that. Good stuff, right? yeah. And it was that subsidizing the good meat with the byproducts mm-hmm. 
and butchering all the cows and one pigs and everything in one place in the stockyards of Chicago. That is what separated us from the animal. But prior to the stockyards of Chicago, you would go to a butcher, you would see a cow hanging, and you would say, I want that. You know, I want that quarter. Ah, uh, you know? that sounds like an awesome experience. And in that way, you knew you were eating a cow, you knew everything that, but it was too much. So the Chicago stockyards, that's where it was all invented. And that's and where ever since, <laughs> yeah. Ever since then, Americans have just been separated from the animals and everything. And that's how we do it now. And then it spread around the world because it was, it's, it's cheaper to send bacon to the supermarket than to send a cow to a butcher. And then this is how we got hot dogs. That's how you also got hot dogs because nobody in the world, nobody in the world would eat the meat that they put in the hot dogs. <laughs> but you put it in the hot dogs. It's the shitty parts of the cow and the shitty parts of the pig. They call it the lips and the butts. <laughs> oh, that's what the hot dog is? It's the lips and the butt. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm eating ass lips face. Lips Oh, this is terrible. You know, when I was in the army, I used to have a sergeant, dude. That's what he would say. Either, Everybody from Chicago, you're nothing but lips and assholes. Wow. And he goes, because... <laughs> Because you don't shut up and you're always talking out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and all you do is eat hot dogs. <laughs> it's so perfect. <laughs> you move your lips and you talk out your ass. Uh, he, he nailed Chicagoans. Wow. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. Oh, Southerners hate Chicagoans. All Southern, so, uh, Southerners? Yeah. Like uh, the rural people in the South, they hate Chicago and New York. They think we got an attitude. That's true. We do. The fuck is wrong with you? Uh, you (laughs) (laughs) The fucking nerve of these guys.